So far in 2022, sync revenue is up, way up. According to RIAA's mid-year report released last week, U.S. synchronization recorded music revenues reached $178 million in the first six months of the year. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what's good, people? Welcome to the stream. Welcome to the Music Is My Business podcast. Shout out to everybody in the chat so far, man. Let me know where you guys are from and let me know what you do so I can see what we got in the building, man. Super excited to be back for another live Q&A. Isomatic already in the building. I see you. What's good, bro? WR Keys, what's up? I see on-screen audio. What's up, on-screen audio? Is this your first time, on-screen audio? I feel like this is the first time I've seen your name in the chat. But shout-out to you, man. Shout-out to everybody. Um, let me see what we got, man. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do, and we're going to get this joint popping. And if you got questions, I hope you brought them. We talk about music biz, music uh, sync lights, <laughs> music sync. Which is kind of it's kind of the same thing. Music biz, sync licensing, and production, all of that dope stuff. I actually have a very interesting stat that I want to share with y'all in a little bit. But let me see who we have in here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's super interesting in regards to sync. Michael Connor, music in the building. What's good, Dallas, Texas, in the building. I just had some fam legit just moved to Texas like yesterday. So shout out to. Uh, Shout out to everybody in Texas, man. Uh, Kayla in the building. What's good, Kayla? Good to see you back in the stream. Hope all is well. Um, man, so <clears throat> let's talk about... I was scrolling through um, scrolling through some, some articles in regards to sync and things like that just to, you know, check in and see, like, what's going on in this space. Um and I came across a billboard article. Also came across something else that's it's a it's some interesting things going on in the sync in the sync space. Like one is like indirectly, but then the other is like directly related to sync. But uh, we got Rob Kale Beats from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's what's up. Scruggle, Dallas Scruggs, Seattle, Portland, yoga teacher. Love it. Michael Sync producer and composer, originally from UK, living. The Dream in Vancouver, Canada. That's what's up. Louisville in the building. Um, got a few instrumentals on TV and film. That's what's up. Congrats. On-screen audio. That makes sense because your your music is on, on screen. Um, so that makes sense. So if you got questions, get them loaded up so we can answer them. But okay, so let, let's talk about let's talk about the first interesting thing. I came across um, shout out to Devon Marshall in the building. I see you. Um, so this is from billboard.com. Um, and this is, let me see. So, so this was actually, this was actually like halfway through last year. I don't know why this showed up on my feed and it's low key, like kind of old, but um, it said so far in 2022 sync revenue is up way up. According to I, According to RIAA's mid-year report released last week, U.S. synchronization recorded music revenues reached $178 million in the first six months of the year. So 
the first six months of last year, because it's 2023 now. So the first six months of 2022, um, sync sync revenues was 178 million dollars. Just was a lot of money. Um, so that's a 29.9 percent increase year over year. So the pre from the previous year. Um, that's been this, this almost 30% increase in sync revenue. Um, that's more than any other sector on a percentage basis, easily beating improvements in limited tier paid subscriptions, which was up 16.6%. Um, ad supported on demand streaming, which was up 16.4%, and vinyl records up 22.2%. So, like, everything went up, but sync went way up. Like, sync went up almost 30%. And then the second highest was vinyl records. Um, so that's crazy. And I, like this is this has been like one of the largest gains. Uh, they said like while during the depths of the music industry's downturn during the late 2000s and early 2010s. Um, yeah. So like it's just it's been it's been kind of crazy, man. And I think I feel like um, I feel like. I feel like COVID definitely played a role in that um, because like COVID shut everything down, man. Like, and it like, as far as like live shows, you know what I mean? Um, you know, people performing and things like that, gigs, like all of that stuff. Um, it really slowed a lot of, a lot of the, the other forms of revenue down. Um, and then sync kind of became this thing where it's like, okay, well, this is a way we can still make money while we're locked in the house. Like, cause they were still, I remember seeing on a royalty statement, like there was uh there were shows that they were creating. Like it was some, some girl, I forget the network, but literally they were like creating on the fly shows and content and was placing music that we had already pitched and already had in music libraries and they were placing it and we were getting paid for it all through COVID. Um, so it's just something that doesn't slow down a lot. Um, and that's even when production slowed down, like we still have music like from reruns and stuff like that, um, from some of the new content coming on. Um, but yeah, so like sync sync revenue is definitely on the rise. Um, so I thought that was interesting, man. Let me know what y'all what y'all think about that. LW says Clint made a hundred million of it. Yo, I wish. Uh, we, hey, listen, we'll we'll all be we all going to the beach if I made a hundred million off of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely got a percentage of it though. I, you know, like and I want y'all to get a percentage of it too. Is it okay to submit just beats with hooks to libraries and agents, or is it um, a must full songs? And you know, unless they specify it, I would always just go for the full song um, because you know you, they can always take stuff out, take verses out, or ask you to do something different. Only time I would like send an instrumental with only the hook is like if they literally was just like yo we just want instrumentals with hooks um which I, i've seen briefs like that in fact i um i just worked on a um i just pitched a an ad um an ad brief and they just wanted just a hook um vocals on the hook and i mean the ad was like 30 seconds so it wasn't it wasn't like we had a whole lot of time to to get into a verse or anything anyway but um yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't submit like just a hook unless they specifically requested it. 
um outside of that just send the instrumental or just send a full song um just to you know i don't know just to be straightforward that's what i would do um so yeah will smith shout out to will smith what's good um lady low what's good from low-key studios jacob thomas first time here good to see you man and welcome um yeah, we like we just we going we going to the beach or something. It's something with sand, water, and warm weather. Like whatever whatever that looks like, um, that's where we headed. Uh, what's your advice to those who have been working on beats for years and can't find inspiration anymore and ready to give up on the dream? Um, this is what I tell you: give up. So I tell you to give up, and then if you don't give up, then you really want it. You know what I'm saying? So. If there's something in you, like after someone tells you to give up, give up on your dream, like just stop doing it. Um, uh, let me see. If someone, if someone tells you to to give up, and there's something in you that just will not allow you to give up then you're, you're not going to give up but if somebody can just like if, if you will just easily stop and quit then um i don't know i i don't know what that feels like you know what i mean like i just never <clears throat> i've been making i started making beats like around 15 16 years old and i just never stopped so if you want it and you really want to make it happen man you you're gonna have to put in the work um you're going to have to grind it out and, and figure out why after doing the same thing, you're not seeing any progress or are you seeing progress? Um, but it's not happening as fast as you would like. Um, so sometimes you just got to take a step back um, and, and refocus, figure out what your goals are, what you're trying to do, and then come up with some, some type of plan, man, to, to, to make steps towards, reaching those goals um but yeah man you got you got to get past the point where inspiration is 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 stopping you from showing up you know what i'm saying sometimes you got to show up even when you don't feel inspired um i i do it all the time like i'll get a brief and i'm like i don't feel like making this type of music right now but you know i have an i have a choice i can or i could i can not but Sometimes you gotta suck it up and just be like, yo, like I'ma do it even though I don't feel like it. I gotta show up. Um, so that's what I would say um to that. Um, uh, when you first started on your road to 10, how did you balance making music and posting content? And what did you post in the beginning? When I first started on my road to 10, um the like me going through the process was my content. So I was just like, yo, let me um let me just record myself and like uh just post like the things that i'm doing take screenshots of what i'm working on you know how i'm staying organized like that was my content the journey was my content at first um so while i'm you know if i'm making music you know i would probably post some type of at the time instagram was like only photos <laughs> the og instagram so I would just post those terrible screenshots of my screen talking about I'm making music for TV or something like that. Um, but yeah, man. And then uh, on YouTube, you know, I would start making videos like if I learned something about sync or um, like the business side of it, then I would share that on YouTube. So like literally like 
people was watching me learn about sync in real time like they were watching me create tracks for submissions in real time they were watching me um document the process in real time so that's what i did um i guess there wasn't really a balance man i i had i still had a day job at that time so i was balancing that balancing uh the wife uh <laughs> balancing the wife um but balancing a marriage i'll say that balancing a marriage day job um and then at night that was my time where it's like i'm creating um so i may be creating content at the same time i'm creating music or there may be a day where i'm focused more on music um or it may be a day where it was it's just kind of split up but um yeah that's that's how i did it at first um yo milo mclean what's good injector ashley clint Peep the last name. Let's go. Shout out to the wifey, man. That's the wife. Um, streaming from the office. Uh, Lewis Haslip. I'll never give up. That's what's up, man. I love it. You make music, not excuses. As someone starting from the very beginning, what should be the first thing I do to get started in sync? Go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio and enroll in the road to 10 placements. That's the first thing I would do. Um, and the reason why that's the first thing I would do, because... Um, I made a post uh, on on IG. I, th I think it was like earlier today. And I was just talking about the free information, right? Like a lot of people try and be like, yo, let me see if I can find everything for free online first. And then I'll go invest in the course. Invest in the course first, bro. Like, And I'm telling you this from experience because I've invested like hundreds and thousands of dollars in information myself. Um, you will shorten your journey from point A to point B. Point A is no placements, no sinks. Point B is placements, sinks on TV, film, media, video games, whatever it is. Um, you're going to shorten, shorten that journey because you're going to get straight to the information that matters the most for where you are. And the road to 10 placements is literally how I went from like, well, I had one placement technically uh, when I started the road to 10 placements, but that's how I went from, you know, one placement to over 10 placements in a year. I'm not saying it'll take a year for you. It may be less. It may be more. I can't guarantee that. But that's how long it took me to get 10 placements when I really focused and narrowed in on um, mastering three things, production, preparation and presentation. So if I'm starting from scratch, that's where I would start, man. That's literally the, bl the blueprint is going to show you all the steps I took um, to get started and, and get my foot in the door in sync. Um, so, yeah. Lady Low, maybe continue learning more strategic business moves to monetize your hard work. That's it, man. Um, I think I think that's great advice as well. You know, figuring out ways uh, to to move the needle, even if it's a little bit, man. Like, even if it's a little bit to kind of keep you motivated. Um, go grab, you know, that that quick win. Um, you know, find an indie artist who you know they need music, um, the style of music that you make and you know, reach out and, and see if you can build a connection there or, you know, anything to kind of do something to kind of push push the needle forward um, in your, your production business.
One of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get in the sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six steps download your free six step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for um <clears throat> has a library ever complained or asked about you working on exclusive sync music on social media um like sharing yourself making the tracks or leaving the video up no um no one no one has ever complained and then there's some situations where you will have to do like an NDA like on some stuff like I don't share everything I'm working on on social media like there's some projects that I'm working on that I can't talk about until it's it's actually out um so there's those situations and then you know as far as just some of the stuff that like that I do for like production albums and things like that um they I mean they don't trip uh, some of the libraries find me on social media creating this stuff and they reach out so um they they don't trip too much but I do like to at least wait um, until first off, if no if no agreement was signed and I'm just creating music, no one like they can't stop you from doing that. Um, after the fact, you know, if you do an agreement and they're like, hey, can you can you go take this down? Then fine. You know, I'll take it down. But um, I've never I've never had an issue um, with anything like that. But definitely, you know, honor any non-disclosure agreements or um you know things like that use your discretion be professional um i got my first sync deal through song trader i just didn't know till i got the royalty checks in the mail i know man that's probably that's probably the longest it's crazy that's how that's how most people like find out about syncs well now you can use uh you can use disco kid i'm um, not disco what is disco kid like distro not distro kid and not disco that was a that was a baby of disco and distro kid you can use tune find nope that's not the one either i'm tripping what what's the tune sat tune sat t-u-n-e-s-a-t -E but there's another one y'all like i found let me see if i can find it i found another joint um I, I learned was it there's there's a couple there's a couple different ones so bmat bmat has kind of a uh, it's like a less intense version they say it's like for artists um for tracking where you can you know you can know what's going on um so they have something i don't i don't know if they if they list the cost here i think it's way more like tunesat is free like you can upload 50 tracks on tunesat for free and track 50 tracks in the most network like all the networks in the u.s and then some in europe so if you're like in another country um then you may you know you may just be waiting until that that royalty check comes around um but yeah bmat bmat has something um let me see 
I, I can't remember the other one. We I went over it in one of my uh, TV placement mastery classes, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, there's a there's a couple of them. Toonsat's like the easiest to get started though, if you want to track it and not wait all the way until you get royalties. So, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. Can you talk consideration fees? Let's talk consideration fees. So consideration fee, if you're working with the music library, they'll say, hey, we'll give you, um, say, you know, $250 um, consideration fee to create this this for us. Sometimes it could be more. Um, if it's like an ad, um, it may be even more like consideration slash demo fee. Um, but, you know, they'll give you a couple hundred, few hundred, whatever, whatever the, the budget is for that particular company. Um, and they'll say, you know, you get this up front to create this music. And then, you know, if it places, boom, you get you get more money, you get paid again, um, depending on the agreement. You get an upfront sync fee plus back end royalties or again, depending on the agreement, you may not get a, a sync fee. If they do like a, a buyout, you may just get a big buyout fee um, and then no more sync play no more sync fees up front but you'll continue to get back in royalties so just, just depending on how the deal is structured um that could happen but yeah consideration fee is like yo we'll give you this for your time whether this joint gets placed or not and you'll get that um usually once the masters are completed and you send them deliverables um you know within usually for me it's been within like 30 between 30 45 days or so you know um they'll they'll go ahead and and, and cut the the check so that's what a consideration fee is man it's just saying you know we appreciate your time working on this here's a little something um to keep you motivated um even if the track doesn't get placed um or if it takes you know a longer time to get placed so yeah um lady low says clint we saw you speak at nam and have been learning a lot from you and your informative and inspiring emails you are appreciated thank you lady low i appreciate that and appreciate everybody that came out to nam man for the the sync panel that we had uh super dope man a, a lot of dope information dope guys on the stage man um and you know just just glad we could share you know information on, on what we're passionate about um because it's helped all of us man so it's just like when something helps you and you know it's done great things for your career um and you know it can do the same thing for others man you want to share that dude you don't want to keep that to yourself so appreciate everybody that came out man it was insane like it was like i think it was like like 700 something people that registered like everybody couldn't fit in so um yeah we'll, we'll see if they run it back man next year and um we'll try and we'll try and come back out um and looking for music libraries i noticed it's a lot how do you know which ones to use because a lot of them seem like they scamming listen man i'm gonna tell you all this like um you it, you don't be so <clears throat> i'll give you some reputable sources and we actually went over this in the last podcast um but don't be so scared that like a library is trying to trying to scam you um especially if you're going through um reputable sources so last week if you go back to the last week's last week's live um q a i, I show you you know where, where did we go uh was it apm music or universal music or one one of those companies i think it was universal 
where they have different labels, aka smaller libraries within their catalog. Um, and you can go through and find libraries. Like if Universal's linked up with them, like 9.8 times out of 10, they're going to be legit, right? Um, another great source to find um, or, or to look for is if a library is um, associated with the Production Music Association. So I am a, a composer member of the Production Music Association. There's also uh, library publishers um, members of the, the Production Music Association. So that's pmamusic.com. Shout out to them. Um, and they, you know, they only work with like legit libraries. So if they're connected to PMA, then nine times, 9.8 times out of 10, they're legit. Um, so... You know, those are some things to look for. Like if they just popped up yesterday, like literally like their website says copyright, <laughs> what, May 3rd, May 2nd, 2023, then yeah, you, give them some time to, to stick around for a while, maybe. Um, but, you know, a lot of these companies, man, they're uh, legit libraries. They're not going to charge you up front to submit. You know, they're not going to. They're not going to like you get they get paid when you get paid. Like if they like your music, they do a deal. You split it 50 50. They eat, you eat. Boom, that's it. So if they're like charging you up front or they should <laughs> you got somebody in your inbox. I, I've seen people DM me emails from like a fake universal. Um, and if you look at the email, like it's not from universal at all. Um, but they'll try and like say, hey, you know, we want to do this, this and that. But you got to pay us like a. It's like something random, like a hundred and twenty-five dollar fee. It's like, why would Universal reach out to you asking you for one hundred and twenty-five dollars? So look out for stuff like that. Um, those are scams. But you know, legit music libraries, man, they're not gonna ask you for anything up front. Um, they'll have you know their work displayed, their clients, their their placements. They'll have their catalog on the website where you can scroll through, listen to their music. Um, Cause they want to showcase their work too, you know. Cause they they have clients that are coming to their website, so they want to show those things off. Um, so look for that. Um, make sure they've been around for a while. They got some skin in the game. And um, and it, shoot, if you want, hop on a call, hop on a Zoom call with them, and talk to somebody, you know, from the company. Ask them, you know, when was the last time y'all y'all had a placement? If it was like last year, then it's like, what are y'all doing? You should have, you know. But um, yeah, those are some things you can look out for. Hopefully that helps. But don't be like, don't be like paranoid though, like to where you ain't submitting nothing, man. Like, reach out. Don't even submit music at first. Just reach out. Say, hey, are you accepting submissions from new composers? And then take it from there. Um. So yeah, how much should I let go and buy out if it comes to it? That man, it really depends. Um, sometimes there's like a set budget per track. Um, I mean, that can, it can range, um, it can range from like a few hundred to, to thousands, um, to tens of thousands, depending on the situation, but it really depends, man. I think, um, you know, sometimes there's room for negotiation. Sometimes there's not, if you want to get a lawyer, you know, entertainment attorney involved to help you negotiate, if you feel like that's something worth it, um, then, you know, do that. A lot of times the libraries, um it's not a whole lot but it, it doesn't hurt to ask um if there's any wiggle room with those uh with those those buyouts um but you do have the option to say no like you can say no to the buyout 
if you want. See what they say. Like, you know, I'd rather not take money up front and participate in the sync fees and then see what they say. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Oh, so let, let's talk about the other thing. Where? Let me see if I have it. So, apparently, and I think this just happened like what? I don't know. It's, it's been developing like the past week. So, Hollywood writers, like screenwriters that like write shows and films and stuff like that, they went on strike because some contract negotiations failed. They basically they like, yo, we need our bread and we need more of it. Um, so they went on strike and was just like, we ain't writing nothing. So it like halted production in the TV and film space, which I mean that kind of that kind of affects things. Like it's hard to get placements when ain't nothing, there ain't no picture to place anything to. So um, I think I think they're gonna. I think they're going to reach a negotiation, though, because, I mean, listen, TV and film industry just like being at a standstill, no no new content being created. And you know how huge entertainment and, and content and stuff is. So I think they'll figure something out. Um, so I don't know. I haven't checked like any updates or anything today to see if if anything has changed. But that is something that's been going on as well. Um so a lot of TV series have just, you know, it just just stopped um, until they, they figure this thing out. Um, so we'll see if that's something that trickles down um, our way. If if I think if anything, it'll just kind of slow things down as far as the new stuff um, that comes down the pipeline. But, you know, until then, we'll just kind of continue to eat off of the the stuff that's already out there. So we'll see what happens. If you're not using social media to build your brand as a producer, then you're missing out on a ton of opportunities and money to grow your music production business. That's why I'm pulling back the veil on my social media growth strategy, giving you all the tools you need to be able to grow your social media as well. Now, the goal of this course is not to teach you how to attract a bunch of random followers, but how to attract targeted followers who will soon become loyal customers and clients using the power of social media. So if you're a producer, if you're an artist, a songwriter by the end of this course you will learn how to increase your following and income with social media how to create an effective content strategy and how to build influence and trust with your followers so if you're ready to step your social media game up just go to clintproductions.com courses to enroll today that's clintproductions.com courses one more time clintproductions.com courses enroll in the social media growth for producers and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can save a little bit of money Let's go. Um, <clears throat> is there a genre that has the most success of getting sync? Not really, man. I mean, all, there's all types of music, man, for all types of different things. Um, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> moods and vibes, like positive mid up tempo stuff gets used a lot more than like the slow mellow stuff. But um you know, a lot of different genres get used, man. If you just, just scroll through cable channels, streaming networks, you're going to hear a little bit of everything, man. Um, you, and you have shows like, you know, I've gotten placements on House Hunters International where, you know, they'll be in a different country um, and they want, you know, a, a some type of fusion style of music that has some of the, uh, you know, some of the instrumentation that's native to that country. Um, so you get opportunities like that, man. So it's, it's, 
it's opportunities for you know a lot of different things um in this space for sure audible aaron what's good shout out to team dope and team super dope in the building if you are not a part of team dope or team super dope click the link in the description you can become a member and you'll get access to my behind the scenes videos and streams where i'm actually working on briefs in real life and uh you know i take you through my whole process which i'm about to get shoot I, I gotta get started matter of fact i seen one i need to go back through that joint um let me see um before it gets before it becomes too late um i don't know if i can oh yes it's kind of long too um i'm not sure if i can oh no i actually I actually got music in this show so it's a show that i've produced music for already but it's season two which is dope i'm gonna have to go back through those tracks and see um see what they were what it what it was um but they're working on season two so they give us like this whole little breakdown um so yeah so pretty much like if you're a member you see these streams i go through a brief i read this whole thing i show you and then I show you how I approach it um, from a creative standpoint um, and some little, you know, and I just start to build the track from there. Um, so, yeah, so this this one, this one I'll probably be digging into, especially since I already had something on season one. I think those would be like easy wins. Um, so, yeah. Um, what do you think about video game syncs? It's not my it's not my space. Follow DIY music biz with a Z. He knows a lot more about video game stuff than I do. I've had I've had a producer go through my course and get a video game placement, but I think it was like through a library. So like I teach you how to you know connect with li music libraries and things like that. Um, so I think it came through that, but I don't know. Like I don't I don't have like a video game strategy or whatever. And from from talking to my guy, you know Greg uh, from DIY Music Biz, like he broke it down and he was just like yeah it's not it's not like you know in, in some situations you know where you hear music placed on like a you know a 2k or something like that or madden or whatever um there's there's some situations like that but then there's a lot of situations where it's like things don't necessarily go down like that and it's not like the exact same approach as um as sync placements for tv and film so that would be a dope resource to follow um, to get more information on that. Um, Michael Connor says, yep, the strike meant less work. Background actors like myself on the side of sync production and the nine to five. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy, dude. Um, it's crazy. Uh, yo, funny story. Did uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to post it. Um, did I did I miss this? So I was I was an extra Michael on being being mary jane back in the day it was like when i first moved to atlanta um it's like an easy easy thing to get into if you're in atlanta you want like extra money and you don't mind you know being on set for like all day uh <laughs> chunks and chunks of time but yo they fed us good bro like they the catered meals listen th that chicken was tender the chicken breasts were tender and you get a full course meal and you get like if you're there all day from like six to six 
bro, like a whole 12 hours, 12 hours plus, you getting breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, or at least breakfast and lunch. They they take care of you on set. The Anchorman set, though, we, we were eating the entire thing because we had to keep reshooting stuff. But anyways, I was on Being Mary Jane, and did I didn't even have... I might have had the the uh I might have had the NFL network placement. I can't remember exactly. I might have had like one TV placement under my belt. But I was on set and um yeah, I was just on set. Didn't know that I don't even know how many years later. Like it was like a decent chunk of years later that I would have music used on the same episode that I was actually an extra in. And I got a clip of it and everything. I'll post it. Maybe I'll post it on Instagram tomorrow. But I literally was on set of a show while I was trying to get music in TV. Didn't know that my music was eventually end up in the exact same episode that I was being an extra in in the show. It was hilarious. They actually replaced a... Uh, this is what happened in this situation. And this can happen to you. If it happened to me, it can happen to you. They, so being Mary Jane was like, what well, it started on BET, right? <clears throat> so it started on BET. So when this first aired, my track wasn't in the first airing. It was like a Jordan Sparks track, I believe. It was a Jordan Sparks song that was popular at the time. So <clears throat> they had her song, but then when, when the show went to streaming, where I think you can stream it like on BET or, you know, wherever it is now. I don't know where it is now um, on one of these streaming networks. But when it went to streaming, that agreement that they had, like that sync license that they had for like initially to be on BET was no longer valid. So they probably either had to like re-clear that joint to be able to use it for streaming or just replace it. And they replaced it with my track. Um, so that can happen because it's a different, you know, it's a different medium or media, which one, I don't know which one to use, but, um, that can happen where, you know, they just don't have permission to use it again or on in a different type of way, um, broadcast versus streaming or whatever. So that was pretty cool. That was interesting. That was interesting. Um, so I had no idea that that was going to happen. Zimzada music was good good to see you <clears throat> audible aaron says he's going to get another course from me i appreciate that man i'm glad the courses are helping man i never want to create anything that just does not help like what's the point of that so i'm glad it's helping you guys um and and, and helping you get educated on this space um and it, it I, I get excited man hearing the the feedback getting the 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 reviews and the success stories from people getting sync deals and getting placements and royalty checks and things like that um i love it man so definitely keep me posted on your progress if you are a road to 10 placement student or a, a how to structure instrumentals for tv or a mix and made simple or a, a sync producer growth but like whatever you've taken man keep me posted um so yeah i know the singer songwriters work more with sync agencies than with libraries is that right um yeah i guess you can say that i think artists you know um people with songs bodies of work definitely work with sync agencies and then some work with libraries as well um but yeah i think i think sync agencies is, is a great way um 
to do it as well it's another it's another avenue you got music libraries you got sync agencies which have like sync agents where they'll just take a percentage off of you know maybe the upfront fee or whatever um and then you know you can kind of keep whatever you know deals are structured differently depending on the company but um you can go you know, the music supervisor route which me personally i feel like that's the the harder or the more challenging route to go um <clears throat> but music libraries sync agencies um shoot sometimes man you can you can link up with a uh a music editor get in touch with them um so there's, there's different ways man um flares is in the building what's up flares it's super important to create a compelling visual reel of your work when growing your presence in the space mock-up placements is, if nothing else i love that that's a great idea that's great practice too um placing your music to to actual picture um super dope um yep craft services for the win hot snacks midday sandwiches the whole nine yards this is a fact uh they will definitely feed you um so yeah the the dunes I, I hope i'm pronouncing that correctly what would you say is the top five things we should do before sending music to music supervisors um begin to stalk the music supervisors but like in a like legal way like you know listen to podcast interviews that they're on um go to their website listen uh watch the shows and the movies that they've music music supervised um you know study their work and you know the styles of music that there may be a trend in, in the types of music they place <clears throat> excuse me um so do that research get as much intel like on on them like as possible even like as an individual not just like the business stuff like if you know that they like a certain type of coffee like that can be a great conversation starter or a way to even stand out when you reach out to them in an email or if you're like in the same city of them or, or you're you, you will be in the same city and you know hey they like this this specific coffee shop you know reach out yo uh i i, I know that you you like such and such want to see if you know possibly we can meet up um i'll buy you a coffee you know just try different things man but i would say definitely do the research like don't submit blindly just because it's a music supervisor um and you know you just shoot off a bunch of tracks to them that may not even fit what they're looking for um you don't want to you know mess up an opportunity by not doing the research um so i think that's like the top one thing and, and i mean with listening to these interviews like if you can find interviews and them speaking and on panels and things like that man a lot of times do they tell you exactly how they like to send me how they like to receive music what they don't like um like all those things man so you can like avoid all of the stuff that they hate um so that's that's the number one thing i would do um after that it's um honestly that i mean that's that's the only thing like because that's going to give you everything else you need because if you know from that research they have a music supervision company and that music supervision company has a submission email on their website or some type of submission portal boom you know where to submit music so now create music 
based off of that research, you know, that you know that they'll most likely like um, structured in the way that they like it and then go from there. Um, so that that's what I, I don't even think. I don't even think we need all five spots for that. Um, those are going to be the, the two most important things. Also, making sure I'm sorry. No, we're not going to skip over this because this is the business. This is the part where people miss out on on stacks. Um, make sure you got your business straight. Make sure you register with the PRO, BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, uh, PRS, uh, shoot, wherever you at in the country. Check to see who your performing rights organization is. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you have splits in writing somewhere. So if there's multiple writers um, outside of just yourself, um, make sure you have that either in some type of some type of app, um, like song splits or something, or um, you know just a regular split sheet. Like I don't care. You can go old school and pull out a piece of paper, write those percentages down. Everybody sign it. Um, and have everybody's contact information because if that music supervisor hits back and it's just like, here's a quote for this sync, it's $3,000 and y'all don't have that stuff lined up or you can't get in touch with writer number three because y'all ain't talked in three years and you don't have contact info, then boom, you just let $3,000 um, slip through your hand. And they probably going to be a little more apprehensive to reach out again given the first situation you was just like oh yeah like i don't i don't know what happened to this third writer um can we still get the placement they're like no nah, bruh so don't do that um but make sure you have that that stuff in order because that's going to make the process go a lot smoother um and you know prevent you from actually missing out on a sync um so yeah <clears throat> if you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu, Netflix, and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's RoadTo10Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code PODCAST20 to take 20% off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go enroll today. How long did it take me to replace my nine to five? Man, so when I started, I started the Road to 10 placements, what, 2000? Was that 2013? No, I think it might have been 15. Because I, okay, so I did this deal 2011, 11, 12, 11, 12 13, 14. 14 it was a three-year deal i was stuck for three years couldn't work with any other sync companies um so 11 12 13 14 um i think i started focusing on sync for real like 2015 um so uh shoot about seven years seven eight, or was it eight or was it six? It's like between six to eight years. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, 
of just cons consistent work man um so yeah and then even like three of those years you know my i was doing i was doing at least equal or more than um than what my day job so i still didn't quit like even even though i was making significant money with music um i still kept that um number one because i had some great i had some great um uh what, what do you call it um dang uh paternity benefits man i had the best paternity paternity benefits ever bro they gave dads i used to i used to work in it ibm they gave dads three full months paid leave like a hundred percent paid three months and you can break that joint up however you want so if you want to take like the first week two weeks or whatever to have the baby and kind of get wife settled in boom you take it back you go back to work and then you just let you just let your supervisor know like when you want to take the rest or like how you want to break it up it was it was dope i was like literally we are about to have the entire tribe <laughs> with ibm um but eventually man it really got to the point where um i was missing out on opportunities i was missing out on money because i was tied up on the day job and i was just like you know what this is this is not making any sense anymore um it was uh it started putting a strain on our schedule and in, in, in our our household uh because we had we had our first son who was young and was always sick in daycare and covid and all that stuff was crazy um so it was just like all right man like I, I i held on for as long as i could like just let this let this go um so i'm grateful and blessed to be you know full time now um let's see yeah flares is in the building you know michael michael gonna have the disc the disclaimer lock so in 10 minutes we're gonna do live music reviews and see if your music is ready for tv so make sure y'all stick around <coughs> um we'll i'll end this stream but then after um i'll start the next one so we can get into the music review so if uh yeah if you haven't been to one of those you're in for a treat i'm just saying um fox tracks music if you are willing to share what percentage of your revenue is from your courses what percentage is from sync fees and is there anything else making you money at the moment absolutely so i don't know i don't i don't really have it broken down into percentages i know sync sync is the balk um and then courses definitely makes up a, a decent chunk um digital products loot packs things like that um also have merch also have uh sponsorships and partnerships which actually makes up a pretty decent chunk as well um what else we got we got ad revenue from the different platforms facebook ig youtube um what else uh i don't really do um consulting as much um because that was that was taking up a lot of time um yeah and then that's all like all the sync money is just kind of broken down between consideration fees sync fees royalties um uh buyouts demo fees all of that stuff um i have a beat store that was that was a stream of revenue i haven't focused on that in uh, past couple years um 
because sink is sink is really i mean that's my bed bread and butter that's where i live so um yeah so those are those are a few I'm trying to think if there's anything else um those are like those are like the main ones um that i can think of at the moment so yeah um add revenue from the podcast too on the, the podcast platform um hope all is well dropping in and out before the night shift indeed good to see you creation role um let's see see if i missed any questions i would definitely go the uh i would go to the sync agency music library route for sure um <clears throat> yeah jim malone is dope you can definitely find some interviews with her um let me see let me see that yes tim dads bro they gave dads that the wives got even more or moms um i don't I said why moms moms got even more time dude i think they had like i don't it was something crazy um <laughs> it was something crazy but yes bro they they took care of people who had babies that shout out to them for doing that that was probably like the highlight um uh man <clears throat> how many briefs do you get a month it varies man it varies i honestly i don't even keep track bro like if i see something i can work on i'll just knock something out um i think this this month has been well we're only three days into this month i think last month has probably been it's been a little slow like i've seen so sometimes you'll get briefs and they're ongoing so it like never ends really or there's like a very very long window so it'll be like you know for the next three months excuse me we'll be working on we'll be working on this um or it's just like yo we always need stuff like this just submit it whenever you want um but last month i don't know i probably i probably came across uh 10 10 briefs um between the different publishers so yeah but it 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 you know it ebbs it has ebbs and flows and you know it just sometimes it's slower sometimes it's a lot and you just get you pick which which ones you want to work on that's the thing i love about it though it's just like like nobody's forcing you to do anything especially like the library stuff like if they approach you you want to do an album you say yes or you say no like nobody's mad because you said no um you know if it's um sometimes you can knock out a, a few albums at the same time um you know and but you know then there's some projects where it's just like okay <clears throat> you're like one of the guys on this project so no situations you kind of prioritize those and make sure you focus on those and knock those out um so it really it really depends um that was ibm that had the amazing paternity leave not not many companies have that man especially for dads like but I think it's fair, man, because it's a lot, man. Like having a baby, like I don't know if you ever had one of those or not, but it looks intense. I'm, a, I've seen it twice. 
Um, so, so yeah. Um, Ren McKinley, how much do I actually need to submit to agency? Nothing, bro. Like they're it's free. Like libraries don't charge you to submit music to them. They don't charge you. Um, if if your music is good, you reach out to them, submit it. They say, okay, we like it. Let's do you know a licensing agreement where you know whatever tracks you send to us we'll do you know 50 50 on the upfront um we'll do you know split the the back end 50 50 and then that's it um that's it so yeah there the a lot of the companies that people talk about that have fees um those are like uh they're like their services right where you know they'll charge you either like a membership fee or a submission fee like something like music x-ray i think you gotta pay like per submission or something like that um and then like some companies will go through music x-ray to filter people or whatever and apply that fee dude you i'm gonna tell y'all what i used to do i first started i came across music x-ray they put the company on there like I, let me see if they still do it they put the they put the company on there. I just go straight to the company. It's like <laughs> just read see if they have a uh let me see. See if they have a um a submission page. They just they do it to filter out people who ain't serious. And then music x-ray just I don't know. Do it they they make I'm sure they make some some extra money. Um they don't even look like it's a lot of people on here though. Or maybe because you gotta be you gotta be logged in. But yeah, a lot of times. Look, this is twenty. This is eight dollars to submit. Um, I will go straight to the company's website if they if they mention the company name. Like if you can, you can figure it out. Um, just go straight to the website. So here's one. It's called. Here, let me share my screen. Let's do this. In, what time is it? Oh, we only got three minutes and we got to do these music reviews. So let me see. Let's do this. There we go. Um, all right. So where are we at? Music X-Ray. They will drain you of all your money trying to submit to all these companies so let's go browse opportunities okay incorporated elements let's just google incorporated elements um i'm gonna just put i'm gonna just put music at the end to make sure it's the right place Yeah, they got film, TV licensing at the top. These are some of their placements. Uh, let's go to the contact page because there's nothing at the bottom of the page. Sometimes submission links would be at the bottom. Um, okay, so see here, like they're like adamant. There's like, no, you you are going to go through Music X-Ray. So, you know, some of them, they, they just they're not gonna budge so you got to go through the proper channels but like i just wouldn't submit to this one because it's like you know but i mean yeah it's up to you it's up to you 
It's not saying they're not legit. It's just saying there's plenty of other ones that don't charge you to submit. <clears throat> um, what is what does it say? Is that a J or a B or a J or a, like an I? I don't know what that is. Um, I recognize this logo. I just can't remember off the top of my head the name of the company. Here it is. So, Resonant Music Licensing. Let's see if they see if they got a website. Yep, there it is. Okay. So this seems more like a like a stock music um stock music kind of kind of situation. Still a library, but it, you know, content creators. Um so yeah, they got a couple different couple different opportunities to get your music used. Here you go. At the bottom of the page, it says submissions. Click that. Um, welcome. Please read this. Look. This is the this is the cheat code. Before inputting any track data, please register an account by clicking um, on the upload master button. You just go through. Read the directions. Please listen, people, people, subscribers, viewers, everyone. Listen to me. Read the instructions line by line by line word by word i'm getting quiet because I, I really really i really want you to hear this this part this this part in the process that will make you stand out amongst a lot of the competition i guarantee you if you just follow instructions take your time don't rush just take your time read it read it a few times and do what they ask you to do that's it this is where 97.375 percent of people screw up they do not read <laughs> they just don't they say they see they see these multiple paragraphs and they just go they go straight here start typing listen they tell you please upload the full wave and aiff they gonna throw their mp3s in here because they didn't read they gonna upload an MP3. They gonna skip this. They just gonna they gonna leave it on unspecified, and they not gonna get in. You're not gonna get the deal. And then they gonna hit me in the DMs. Oh, I reached out to these companies, and they like nobody reached back. It's cause you didn't read and follow instructions. It's crazy, man. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Read, <laughs> read, read. Follow instructions. So that's a prime example, man. This company was listed on Music X-Ray. If you want to get around the fee, um, <clears throat> you know, just try going directly to the website and see if they'll let, let you submit directly. Um, and that's it. So, all right, we're about two minutes over, but hopefully that guy, that, that helped you all and um, kind of gave you an idea of, <clears throat> you know, some of the things I do to get music submitted to music libraries and things like that um so if you want information on on my course or any resources that i have just go to clintproductions.com link in bio um also 
I told y'all I was gonna build that playlist of some music that I've produced personally that have gotten have been placed on TV and stuff like that. Um, so that playlist is now up. It's in that link as well. Um, I think it's like it's somewhere around the IMDb credits or something like that. But click the link, you'll see it. You can listen to some stuff. It's a few different styles in there um, that I do for TV and film. Um, so check it out, and uh, hopefully it'll help you. Um, in some way, shape, or form, give you something to kind of study. Uh, so that's it, man. I'm going to end this stream, and then we're going to be right back for the live music review, seeing if your music is ready for TV and film. So I'll see y'all in a second. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.